When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Meyer to Blythe podcast. Season two, episode one. You already messed that up. It's season three. Two. Is this, this ain't the third year. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Start over. No, it's perfect. That's Get a lost. perfect intro. My wife just came down and uh, took a picture of me. Recording, What's up, Britt? So. Oh, in your fancy new basement. Tell Britt I said hello. <laughs> anyway, uh, season two, Myrder Blythe podcast, week two. Is this really season three? Yes. Okay. Season three, Myrder Blythe podcast, week two. Cyhawk week, hate week. We don't hate Iowa, whatever. We don't care about them that much to hate them. But um, big one this week in Iowa City. But more importantly, Todd, let's get caught up, man. I literally haven't seen you or spend any time with you since we recorded last. So um, what have you been up to? It's been a wonderful off season. Um, no, man, just uh, getting ready for the season. Excited about, uh, obviously, hate week this week. It was fun watching the Cyclones. Um, as you guys probably noticed, we are a week late here. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, it was fun watching the Cyclones get after South Dakota State, or excuse me, <laughs> Southeast Missouri. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Iowa score right now. Southeast Missouri last week. Um, saw a bunch of new guys, new faces. So it was fun to see them uh, have some success. Uh, yeah, just excited about the season. So that's what you've been doing for the entire offseason is recapping our games? I'm not sure what else I should be doing. What'd you do? What'd you do? I'm just kidding. Did you go on any vacations with the family this summer? Probably not. Not a family guy. We know that. <laughs> uh, no, we got away a little bit, but nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. No, we didn't either. Summer is just like survival. So when you have three, I guess since the last time we recorded, I had another kid. So we <laughs> <laughs> got three now, but I got my boy. So young Vince is about coming up on 10 months. He's doing great. And the girls, Olivia, we got a first grader, preschool, and then 10 months. So it's survival. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, Jace, our five-year-old boy, and then our two-year-old little girl, Kaylin. But Jace uh, started started school, started kindergarten this year. So it's sending him off on the bus every morning, which is uh, – Usually really good, sometimes not so good, but yeah, we're we've, doing got, we've got them there every day. So that's, I feel like that's a win. Small victories, baby. Hopefully he doesn't get held back like his dad, but um, <laughs> I, I redshirted. <laughs> Just kidding. Todd didn't get held back. So let's get into it. Um, big one this week, obviously, both fan bases. And uh, I, uh, I think the spread's around three and a half with about 70% of the money right now is on uh, – Last I checked this afternoon was on Iowa State, so I'm surprised that I would anticipate that that number to go down. But um, I like our I like this matchup for us. I really do. I think last week, uh, Southeast Missouri State obviously was a game 
we felt really good about, knew we should control it. And, you know, outside of, uh, you know, one mistake from, from Hunter Deckers and almost a pick six and, you know, an opening drive. And they had one long play where, you know, their receiver basically mossed two of our DBs made a great play. And, you know, we kind of dominated the game and it was a good, a good first game. I think the only downside is that, uh, um, you know, our, we're going to be down, uh, think Contavious is going to be hurt they're running back uh, sounds like he's doubtful to go but other than that I think we came out healthy and uh I- I'm excited yeah I think uh it, it was great to see the young guys and I say young guys they're not all so young anymore but the new guys some of the bunch of new starters on offense um you know get their feet wet get their first official start uh with Deckers obviously he's got some spot duty in the past but I thought he looked good man he he's physically he's incredibly talented and gifted. He can absolutely spin the ball. He's a big kid that can run. Um, yeah, the the late throw on a, on a deep out that got picked off wasn't a great decision, but honestly, for it to happen in a game like that, it's, that's, that's fine. That's probably good for him to see on tape, see that he can't make every throw that he used to be able to make in high school or, or in practice even. Um, that game, uh, game speed's a little bit different. So that's, that's a good learning experience for him. I mean, the kid was 25 of 31, 293 yards, four tugs and a pick. I think we'll take that out of uh, for his first start as a Cyclone. So, uh, and then you know, on top of that, we ran the ball well. You know, Jarrell Brock came out as the, the finally the the bell cow back for us. Um, had over 100 yards. Had an unbelievable highlight run that got him down to the one, and then punched it in. So, now I'm excited going into this week. Uh, I think uh, I don't I don't know how high scoring this next game is going to be. Hopefully, our offense puts some some up some uh, some points, uh, and and I don't see Iowa putting up a bunch as long as we can avoid taking any safeties. Yeah, Jarrell went viral with his uh, stop and start. The uh, all I did too. That was an unbelievable stop. That was a great run. That was a he's uh, showed a little juice and a little pop. And so, but yeah, I think overall, I'm I thought Hunter looked um, very impressed just with his overall. I haven't really watched him up close in practice yet. He heard a lot of really great things from his teammates, and which which um, is a great sign, obviously. And um, I just thought he was extremely poised. He was really, really accurate. Didn't miss the throws that were there. Different arm angles. Was on time outside of the one throw where they had to pick. But um, just, you know, the plays like that, they were easy plays, needed to be made, and he made them. And, you know, he was he was a uh, a volume guy in, in high school. I think he broke every passing record. And you got to be able to pitch and catch to be able to do that. So um, hopefully – you know, he, he's going to make a quick adjustment and I think it helps. He's been in the program. He's played some games on the road. He played, you know, in the bowl game. So he's been in some big environments. So I don't think that Kinnick is, you know, going to be too much for him. Uh, I think he'll be able to handle that just fine uh, going into the next week. So, you know, transitioning over to, uh, if you get a chance to watch any of Iowa's game. I did actually, I watched the whole thing. We had uh, two TVs set up. So I got to watch the end of the end of the Iowa game on mute while we watched the Cyclones. And uh, we were over at some neighbor's house who were Iowa fans and, you know, nobody's perfect. We, you know, I have a few friends that are unfortunately Hawkeye fans. And, uh, but it, I mean, if you're a Hawk fan, that was tough to watch. It was great. It was a great watch for me. Enjoyed, enjoyed every second of it outside of the, uh, wish they would have got beat. But I mean, they, they are, I mean, they're just so bad on offense. Like, it's scary if you're a Hawk fan to look at it and be like, okay, that's our quarterback. Last seven games, one touchdown, eight picks. And he's still out there because apparently there's nobody else that can push him behind. Like, that, I mean, that's got to be frightening if you're a Hawk fan. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it was, you know, I watched most of the game and then flipped over when our game was on and kind of checked back and forth. And I mean, yeah, if you're an Iowa fan and, you know, just, yeah, I'm a bystander, right? You're not following the program close, but you, you know, you pay attention enough to know that coming out of last year at the end of the season, you knew your quarterback wasn't on the roster and, you know, they're not going to play a true freshman. That's not what Ference does. So, you know, the transfer portal's there and I don't know, maybe they didn't, that's not in their DNA or they didn't land anyone and made some attempts. I don't know, but there's plenty of quarterbacks from whether it's power five or from FCS level. I mean, there's a lot of guys I'm sure would, would want to have an opportunity to play at Iowa and for them to not address that um, was interesting, but you know, whatever they, they feel like they have their guy and coming into the season and you didn't see anything different. Um, You know, the same problems that persisted last year and, you know, for, you know, supposedly supposed to be an offensive line, you know, an offensive line school that produces a bunch of NFL guys and they have, it's just been, you know, they have a good left tackle and a good center and then everybody else has been average. And this year it just seems like everybody's average and they got their butts kicked up front by, you know, South Dakota state and happened all last year and they couldn't run the ball. And that just made them one dimensional. And, you know, that's when you're going to struggle. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. still curious. Uh, I'm still curious what happened. I heard from some Hawk fans that like Spencer Rattler was probably going to transfer there from Oklahoma in the off season. Um, you know, a lot, you know, it's my, what people tell me that they thought I would be a great fit for him. In what world does a quarterback like Spencer Rattler even look at Iowa? I, I don't think that was ever a realistic thing for anybody, but, uh, but Tavern Hawks. I mean, he would be a good fit there because, but they would have to be able to, I mean, that offense, like, well, they, that, they, they've had quarterbacks like Brad Banks ran a very similar offense to take 2000. No, their offense probably, I mean, it's changed, but it still has at the core, they're going to run outside zone and they're going to do, you know, play action off of that. And they're going to run tight end overs and they're going to run very similar stuff. And he would have been light years ahead. He can move. He's a great thrower to football. He just obviously kind of got swept up in everything at Oklahoma with, um, you know, with, with just coaching changes and, and getting benched. And so I, I think the point is he was never going to, oh, no, he wasn't going there, but he would, he would have been a great option there. He would have made them a lot better. Oh but, yeah. But, but that's, it's, he's a great option for Iowa. Iowa is not a great option for no, no, Brian, Brian Ferentz couldn't be further from Lincoln Riley. Well, and a lot of coaches are, but I'll say this. Um, if you're sitting back and you're trying to pick a school and you got a lot of options and you're weighing like, who's going to be, um, you know, who's going to take care of me as a quarterback? Iowa. Who's going to showcase your skills? Oh, they're so far down the list. It's not even funny. And so <laughs> that's probably something that they have to address in recruiting when they're talking to these guys. But at any rate, um, you know, you win seven to three. And I listened to uh, the, the college football podcast. Essentially, it's Dan Wetzel and Pat Forty. And um, and they have a third guy. I think Ross Dellinger, you know, SI and Yahoo Sports. is, And they're pretty funny. They're obviously plugged in. And it's a national podcast. And their their recap of week one was like kicked off with like 20 minutes of just making fun of Iowa <laughs> and their offense and how you know <laughs> parents and just how it's seven points, two safeties, and it was it was pretty it was pretty it was fun to listen to, but at the same time it's like I don't know that many Iowa State fans feel great about this game because we've lost it what five, six years in a row, haven't six, turned it yep. over since twenty fifteen and like, Teacher so probably throw for four touchdowns this week. I I think we're safe there. Um, but uh, you know, he, he can make plays. Last year he basically had to make one play. They had 
shocker. They had a short field and he went over, he went up top to Charlie Jones who plays for Purdue now. And that's part of their struggles. Their top two receivers are transferred, but, um, and he made one play essentially. And, you know, we have to make sure that, um, you know, we don't give them short field, which is tough, but, you know, we just got to make sure that we can, I mean, shut them out. Like there's a pretty good chance they they shouldn't score on us. Our defense, I think, even though we got new guys is good enough and their offense is bad enough to where, you know, field goal here and there, but, you know, we shouldn't be giving up two, three touchdowns in this game by any stretch. Yeah. Even, I mean, what I was supposed to be good at with the old line play. I mean, if you look at how they ran the ball last week, 36 carries for 57 yards, that's 1.6 a clip. And I get that's, you know, that's with Petrus for five carries for negative 25. So with sacks and things. So you take those out, you're still looking at 31 carries for what's at 82 yards. I mean, that's, that's still not Iowa football. There was a lot of run throughs on the South Dakota state D line um, pressuring Petrus, who's, you know, not a mobile guy, I don't think. Um, and I mean, they just struggled everywhere. It looked like he couldn't find any receivers that, you know, I like some of their guys. I like the Arlen Bruce, the the sophomore, the kid that played at Ankeny for a year. I think he's got a chance to do some things. They kind of move him around. They, you know, put him in the backfield and hand him the ball a few times. Um, I think he's got some skills, but I mean, man, the, the running back position doesn't look great. You know, they got some good tight ends, but they couldn't get him the ball at all. Uh, it's, you know, it's, and and who knows, you know, that we're talking about how much they suck right now. They're probably going to win, you know, seven, eight ball games because they play in the big 10 West, the, you know, worst conference in college football. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Iowa. We got to, the biggest thing is we can't turn the ball over. If we protect the ball, we take care of our, our, you know, take care of our business and what we need to do there. Like you said, our, our defense is good enough. Their offense is, is bad enough that, you know, I like our chances. Yeah, hundred percent. I would agree. Um, to me, there's three very key things. I'm just thinking about this game. And number one is like, they're going to stall on offense around the 50 yard line. They're going to, punt from plus territory fourth and two from the 45 they're going to punt they're the only team in america that does it they might punt on third down he's their mvp yeah i mean and obviously you understand why they have one of the best punt teams um you know that we've ever seen really at pinning uh opponents deep so we're going to have a possession or two hopefully not more than that but backed up inside the 10 inside the five and for us like last year we were backed up they made a play i think it was jacobs the linebacker punches it out, Brees fumbles, and, and the other linebacker, Campbell, picks it up, scores, and that was basically it. That was game. And you saw last week they were backed up, two safeties, and that was the game. Um, so we have to be able to execute on punt return. Whether I don't know how you disrupt that, whether you just do an all-out rush or hold guys 20 yards downfield. Like, what do you got to do to make sure that they can't just – because it seems pretty routine and always easy for them, stress-free to be able to do that. Part of it's because they're extremely good at executing, but whatever we have to do, whether it's on our punt return team or in, and more importantly on offense, is to be able to, number one, not give up any points, no defensive touchdowns, no turnovers uh, to give them, you know, obviously a, a short field when our offense is backed up. That's That's number one. What's uh, if you're a coach, let me ask you this. If you're a coach, what's your philosophy in that situation? Cause we're going to get backed up at some point. Do you go uber conservative and just say, run, 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 punt, try and flip the field and not do anything stupid backed up thinking that their offense isn't good enough to take advantage of good field position. I think it's, it depends on who you have. Like, 
last year against Nebraska, and Nebraska was backed up, and Scott Frost, the worst situational football coach of all time, has Adrian Martinez. Oh, we'll, we'll get that. I want to. I want to touch on that. We'll get turnover and Iowa wins. Like, you know, but I, I think we probably trust Hunter, and obviously with Xavier Hutchinson and you know Darrell, we got veteran guys at important spots. Our center's a veteran, so I just feel like we're going to be okay in that situation. But you know, you've been in the meetings, and we rep this every week. It was ball security, and the first thing you want to do is just get a first down, right? Uh, depending on how back, you know, if you're up against the goal line, it's, you know, run a sneak, give yourself a couple yards to breathe and then try to get a first down. Cause at that point, you know, you're not going to go 99 yards, especially against this defense. What you want to do is get, you know, 15, 20, 30 yards where you can flip field position. That's probably the, uh, that, that's a win there in that situation. As a quarterback, is it tough to have a different mindset in that, in that situation, I, I'm sure it is between uh, between plays in the huddle, but I, I think I get the sense that Hunter Decker's is a little bit of a gunslinger at times. Is it possible to have a quarterback be conservative in that situation when he needs to be, be smart with the football, and then still not stifle him when you're you know when you're out you know in the field between the twenties and he can take some more chances? Is it possible to be two different quarterbacks in those kind of situations? Um. I mean, it depends. Like if you're Brett Favre and that's your mindset, you're Brett Favre and that's your mindset. What what you can do to kind of rein that in is your play calling. You're just going to be able to, you know, formation them to a point, two tight ends, and you, you take a throw outside. You're not going to be throwing over the middle of the field. You're not going to be doing a bunch of like five, seven-step drops. It's it's quick game. It's outside. It's, you know, it, you're going to be one, check able, two, get rid of it. Yeah, you're going to be able to kind of regulate what your quarterback, uh, you know, just to make sure they're they're not going to make that big mistake by you know the type of plays that you do call. So, um, but yeah, I mean it's I, I would trust Hunter in that situation, but it's something we're going to have to execute, and I'm sure they're covering it. And you know, if you do have a turnover or you have a bad series, and the next time the pressure ratchets up even more, and your anxiety's up even more, and the crowd's even louder, and so it's just an extremely difficult position to be in, and that's legitimately field position and defense is the only way that Iowa can win games. Their margin for error is so small because their offense is so bad that, and and give them credit. You know you can make fun of them all you want, but they made it to a big and we will last year playing this way. And I'm sure that Ference is probably the only coach. Him and their D coordinator um, Phil Parker are the only two coaches that are okay with it. But we're going to have to execute backed up. And then aside from that is, you know, you saw you know we've all played against this Iowa defense and they've been so good for so long and so consistent. Um, that you're going to have last week, South Dakota State had essentially one opportunity to hit a big play and they missed it. And if they would have hit that, they probably win the game. They got behind the defense and quarterback just overthrew the receiver. Yep. And that was it. That was the only chance they had to hit a big one. And, you know, we have better players. Uh, we're going to have, you know, X, you know, I'm sure he's, they're going to game plan against him, but we got good coaches too. And we're going to have probably two or three chances to hit big ones. And Hunter's got it. They, they got to pop. We got to block. We got to throw and we got to catch. We got to hit those big plays because, you know, aside from, so number one, uh, number one key was we're backed up on offense. We got to execute. Second key for me is going to be if you get an opportunity to hit a big play, you have to hit it because these long, like, you know, 60, 70, 80 yard drives against Iowa are few and far between. So we're going to have to be able to hit on some big plays. Couldn't agree more on the big plays. I think that's something that uh, I'm excited to see this year. I think 
with obviously Brock Purdy was a known commodity and he was a fantastic quarterback for us for four years. Uh, I think we have the ability to push the ball downfield, um, both with arm talent, uh, with, with Hunter. And then also, uh, maybe probably scheme a little bit this year. You know, we had two really good tight ends, uh, the past few years. One of them was arguably the best tight end in the nation. So you want to feed those guys. And, and a lot of your throws are going to be, you know, 15 yards or, or in, in the middle of the field. And now our best pass catcher, you know, without a doubt, uh, is number eight on the outside. And I think that we got some other tools around him, uh, you know, with, with Noel and, and some of the other guys running around out there as well. So, uh, I'm excited to see that. I, hopefully, like you said, we can take advantage of, of the shot plays when we, when we get a chance, if we can get behind their defense. Um, last question I got on this, on this game, what's, uh, what's your prediction? What's the score going to be? I don't know. I was gonna, I mean, I, I honestly, and this isn't, it's a Homer pick, but it's not, I feel really good about like our, our team, you know, like how do we handle when we're backed up? Can we hit on our big play opportunities? And then the last thing I was going to touch on is turnover battle. We haven't turned them over since 2015. That's and, insane to me. Yeah. I mean, we just not collected a turnover since 2015. And that's how they win games. They win games by forcing turnovers. And that's probably one of the, even though he's had his eight picks, like he hasn't killed them with turnovers in the past. And he's been just good enough in that, in that area to, to still be their quarterback. So I would say if we can do those things, we can execute backed up, we can hit a couple big plays and then we don't even got to win it. Just don't lose it. If, if, if we don't, if we don't get a turnover, we better not give one up. If, if yep. we, if we give one up, we got to get one and just make sure that's a wash. Right. And I think we'll give ourselves a great chance, but I really do feel good about us. Um, I just, the overall vibe in that locker room just can't be good. There's way, way too much negativity around that program. Um, you've heard some inklings about just didn't have a great camp and, you know, coaches are going back. I just don't feel like it's a good vibe. Um, and it's a really good opportunity for us. A lot of positivity, a lot of guys who um, haven't had a chance to play because we've had so much depth at key positions are here. And this is a, their chance to prove themselves. So I, I like our chances. I think Hunter has a big day. I think Xavier, it's a couple of big ones. I think Jarrell is a rock. And I think our defense is, is, is obviously, you know, going to do what they do. And I like it. I think, I think we win this game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game may not be the sexiest game of all time. Um, I think it was, it was a few years ago when was it AJ Klein that had a game clinching interception. It was an ugly game, but I think something similar to that kind of style um and i like us to win i think it's i think we win 13 to 3 i was gonna go 24 10 i was giving our offense a little bit more credit and and just i guess you know by default just saying they have to at least get one touchdown on offense in the in two weeks don't they um so i, I was going 24 10 but again uh, i don't I, gosh i just from watching them and watching us i don't see it being I just don't, I, I'm not scared going to this game at all. And I know I should be, they've beaten us six years in a row. We haven't turned, you know, we haven't got any turnovers for however many years, but it's just after watching what they put on film um, for the last, you know, last week, it's just that nothing about that team scares me. And I know they're going to be solid and good on defense, but you know, when you're a fan, like we are at this point, it's, you know, I'm watching the offense and they're just so bad. I saw a funny tweet. Somebody said, it's like, uh, can you believe they made those sick kids look out the window and watch that game? Which, you know, kind of made me laugh that, uh, you know, they're waving up to the kids and then the kids probably shut the, shut the blinds after about halftime. It's not nice. 
<laughs> Made me I laugh. think one key thing injury wise is um Justin Jacobs is probably I mean Jack Cam it's Jack Cam, I think his name is like they got two like legitimate NFL like second round, third, I mean first round. They got they got some dudes at linebacker. And if he's not able to go, like that's a that's a big blow for their defense. He's yeah. really good. Like he Along was, those lines. Sorry, go ahead. Honestly, he was the one that flipped the game last year with his fumble. He's great in coverage, big, like strong. Like he's legit. Be playing on Sundays for a long time. So if he's not playing, that's a big blow. Um, and then Keegan Johnson is their best receiver who didn't play last week. I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, and that just, I mean, it, you, when you're struggling, you need playmakers and they, they just, they don't have any. And, you know, so we'll see if, uh, yeah. we'll see. You never know. It's college. You can hide injuries, which is, yeah, it's, it's tough to be bad and hurt which it sounds like they kind of are right now. So along those lines, I really hope uh, Cartavius Norton is is okay. I think he adds a little juice. I think, you know, we've all as Cyclone fans heard a lot about him in the offseason as the, as the true freshman running back coming in. I went up to a scrimmage uh, a few weeks ago during during two days, and he does not look like your typical 18-year-old. I mean, he is – he's – dude's put together, and he he looks different moving around on the field. So hopefully he's all right. It looked like he tweaked the hammy a little bit. Um, but he's just, he's another guy that just adds a little bit of juice to our backfield. Yeah. I got a lot of that when I came in, it's like, man, you're six, three, one seventy five. Like they don't make them. Like that. <laughs> they, they actually do. Make they make a lot of them like that. Okay. A lot of them are, you know, catching, catching long snaps and punt the ball downfield, but that's all right. I don't know why you had to go there, but, um, sorry, sorry. No, but what else, what else in college football, uh, anything else catch your interest this, uh, this past week? We, you know, before we started recording, we, we were kind of laughing about Nebraska a little bit, but no, you know what? There's one play that, um, I was ready to fight. So it's Ohio state. It's Notre Dame. I think it was maybe the third quarter is in the second half. And they're in pl- Ohio State has the ball in plus territory. Notre Dame defense has played great all game. And Ohio State has probably scored 100 touchdowns in the past, like, five years on, like, just defenses being so unbelievably stupid. Defensive coordinators, like, middle close or, you know, zero coverage and you blitz and you're on an island and they just – the receivers are too good. So it's a key position. You got Al Golden, I think, is the Notre Dame – coordinator you got marcus freeman you got guys who are like veteran defensive coaches and they call like a zero pressure and ohio state just torches them for a touchdown and i'm just sitting back and i'm rooting for ohio state because you know mike todd fitch was my quarterback coach at iowa state he's there tony alford's there i just like their program i'm rooting for him so my point is like got to put your players in positions to to make plays and to win that play just stuck out to me. Like that was one of the worst defensive calls you could ever make. If you just go two high safeties, make them earn it. Like they don't, they don't, they don't score. They don't score and you're in the game and they just didn't do that. So I don't know. I I was ready to fight after that play. (laughs) Georgia is probably, I mean, it's, it's Georgia and Alabama. Just like legit might as well. I know we can, we can, we can cancel the rest of the season, but. It's uh, speaking of extremely bad coaching calls. How about uh, Nebraska and Northwestern in Ireland? The <laughs> Nebraska kicks an onside kick with up eleven. Uh, what what point in the game was that? Like third quarter or so? Was I, it fourth I, quarter? I, I, I was yeah. I mean, I was like everybody else watching. I mean, that was uh, a fun game to watch. And like, yeah, I mean, that like Scott Frost legit has to be one of the worst 
And it was just crazy because he, he had an undefeated season. And like, you you know, you have to be a good in-game coach, regardless, you know, who you're playing um, to be undefeated. And like, it's just so bad. Like last year against Iowa, backed up. Adrian Martinez is your quarterback, a turnover machine. And then oh, in, in the worst back. spots too. And Fourth just, down, and, they yeah. got a chance to win and, and he'll fumble on the last drive. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they've lost every single game last year. They lost was like a one-score game. Ohio State, Michigan, no matter who they were playing, they were in every single game, Iowa, and they lost them all. And yep. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I understand. Like he's, that's a terrible spot to be, right? A national program and it's Lincoln, it's small, everything's on top of you and you're just getting lit up every week. So tough spot for him to be in, but just like, man, why would you, it just onside kick. Like, I, that that blew me away. Great. I did not understand that. And their and defense played well last year too. That's like just a could not get out like of their sudden, own way. Yeah. That's a big play. It's like a sudden change. Like, Oh, we recovered an onside and everybody's fired up on the sidelines. Like completely kick it out of the end zone, kick it out of the end zone. And then yeah. nobody has any juice. It's just like, oh, okay, let's go run offense instead. Here, here like, we here we go again for Nebraska. Oh, and you give them a short field on top of that. Yeah, it was – but, it, like, legit, Nebraska could be good. Like, Casey Thompson's a good player. If they, they had a new quarterback. Yeah, their quarterback's good. If they yeah, they've got a good coach, defense. They've they, they got, they they got players. they got a bunch of transfers. Like, they could still be good. They don't play in the SEC West. SEC West. Like, they're playing in the Big Ten West, which is – a joke. You're gonna have your Indianas, your Purdue's, your Iowas, <laughs> your Iowas. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that stood out. And then I mean, I'm trying to think here. Spencer, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm looking through uh, eight. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking through the Big Twelve scores. So West Virginia almost almost upset Pitt, which was a, that was a fun game to watch. Um, Kansas got all over Tennessee Tech, which was cool. Um, you know, the Big Big Twelve cool. played really well in Week One. I mean, even even Texas beat uh, Louisiana Monroe, so it's fun to see the little guy get a win early on in the season. So good for the Longhorns. I got Bama um, coming in this league. That should be. Fun. I mean, they're going to get absolutely boat raced with game day coming to uh, coming to town. So I can't wait to watch that one because I just want Texas to get just splattered on a windshield every week. But I know. Uh, oh, you look good. Oklahoma's going to. They'll be good. They're going to be better on defense and. I think their offense, Dylan Gabriel is pretty. He's he's. A good yeah, player. I don't. I don't really know anything about them this year. Just with all the transfers, obviously the the coaching move. Um, I honestly don't care a lot about them. I'm sure I will maybe later in the season, but right now I, I don't know their personnel, so I don't really care. But, um, yeah, I mean the big Big Twelve is going to be really really strong, really really deep again this year. I think so. It'll be uh it'll be a hard fought season. I think we're hiding under the radar a little bit because we graduated, you know, a lot of guys that have played for three or four years for us. So it gives us the luxury that we didn't have last year. Last year we were the, we had a target on our back and this year we get to go out and we're hunters again, instead of being hunted. So, um, you know, no pun intended with our, with our quarterback, but uh, yeah, overall just excited about this year. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun year to follow. I think it'll be exciting just because we're breaking in a lot of new starters at a lot of key positions and it'll be fun to watch their growth. Yes. One last thing. Um, did you see they expanded the playoff to 12 teams? It'll come in a couple of years. Whenever I did see that. Yeah. What are they? 26. Is that what they're talking about doing that? Yeah. So if they can figure, I mean, hopefully they can get done before them, but I think that's like we're our league is very balanced. Like they're really, I mean, there's no program now in the new big 12. That's going to be head and shoulders above. We're in a great spot. Like we can just continue on, you know, the trajectory we're on now to be, Ryan in the mix to be in the playoffs, hosting a playoff game on campus. And How I know sick would that be? obviously they're going for 
the money and, and the recruiting advantage. But if you're Oklahoma and you're Texas, you're probably thinking, we just made it a heck of a lot harder to get into the playoff. Well, Texas can't win six ball games in the Big 12. Now they're going to go to the SEC and win four. I know, but and they're they're having a recruiting run, getting like uh, they've always had a recruiting run. Well, it's a little bit different now. They're getting like top top players, like they got the Manning kid and a bunch of other like five five high five stars, which they haven't gotten the past. Those guys have been going, like you know the Jalen Waddles and all these kids from Texas have been going to Bama and Georgia and A and M, and now they're going. They're they're kind of like in our era. They're staying. In, they're going to Texas. So, but overall, the playoff is great for Iowa State. Great for the Big Twelve. And hopefully it's something that kind of can, can slow down this expansion because, I mean, imagine like <laughs> I, there's not a single athlete at, at USC or UCLA that's happy about going to the Big Ten. Football, non-Olympic sport, nobody wants that. It's terrible. I don't know. I mean, they have a, they have a long-standing rivalry going over and playing Rutgers. Uh, yeah, historical historical rivalry of uh, I mean, financially, USC Rutgers. Like they have to because of the money, and I get it. But like even USC is probably sitting there, and Lincoln Riley is like, "Dang man, like we probably could have been in the playoff every single year." Legitimately, oh, they would have been the class of that league. Basically, have to not not trip over themselves and lose like a bad game to Stanford, and then beat Oregon, and like you're there, man. So you know, <laughs> I think for. Obviously, it's a, a two-game season. Yeah, they're going to be it money. They're gonna, I think they're, their schools are now going to be getting upwards of $100 million a year when all is said and done with new TV contracts. And so, like, the, yeah, I mean, that is a – that's the reason, you know, that's the reason, one, why they're going to get it. But, man, I think uh, overall, with everything that's happened to our league, this is, you know, one of the the few positives of, uh, of late is that, you know, we're going to have a chance – um, well, probably better than we've ever had uh, to be positioned to be a playoff contender, hopefully every year, which is great. Yeah, I think uh, you know I haven't honestly hadn't thought about it like that, so that's a great point. And I thought you know I'll be curious how it shakes out with twelve teams. You know, do the top four get a buy? Is that how they do it? You know how how does that look? But uh, it, honestly, it's a win for college football fans too because it's just more. You know, it's not going to be the same four, same, you know, three out of four teams every single year that are in the playoffs, it'll be, it'll get mixed up. Those, the top 12, you know, it, it, that varies a lot more than the top four do every year. Um, so that'll be exciting as a fan, just sit back and, and kind of watch, you know, what can really happen when you get into a true playoff system. So I'm excited, but yeah, overall, I mean, uh, again, apologies again for not getting one out before the first game we tried, Brett forgot to hit record. Um, so it, okay, we're going to stop right now. Mr. Busy Pants was not available. Uh, <laughs> and that's you. Uh, I apologize. So he doesn't I care. Was, about I was pants. in Baltimore for four days last week. Did, last I week asked for him, work, so. I'm going to read this text. Todd, do you want to record Cyclone Nation loves you? Um, F them fans. I don't care. I am about <laughs> myself. Um, one out. So he's speaking in third person saying he's out. So that was from Todd. I do, me. Yes, I do like to refer to myself in third person as, as my jersey number. <laughs> jersey number. That's funny. All right. Um, let's wrap. It's your bedtime. Go state. Um, can't wait for the game. I'm excited. Um, let's get lathered up and yeah, I mean, just just execute, baby. Speaking of getting lathered up, shout out to the boys at uh, Mississippi River Distilling Company. They uh I got my my yearly uh, well yearly. I need more than one a year, but I got my package this morning. Kind of get uh, get get hate week uh, kicked off the right way, um, so I will be uh, plenty lathered for the the kickoff on on Saturday. So I'm excited. But yeah, man, let's do it. Go state.
Go State. All right, see you next week.